Hello, hello, lovely souls. It's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. Thank you so much for joining us. It is June 7th, 2020, and this is episode number 11. So another Sunday night, um, really appreciate your company. And as usual, I invite you to chime in by sending your responses directly to this podcast, or you can email me directly at Sonia at freshapproachfitness.ca and let me know your thoughts. Let me know your feedback. Let me know if there's anything about this show that resonates with you. This is certainly one of the things I look forward to um, all week, sharing, inspiring, motivating, and definitely going over some healthy habits to help you make progress, turning inspiration into action one healthy habit at a time. So again, thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about resiliency. Resiliency and staying on track, or better yet, resiliency and getting back on track. How many of you listening to this can relate to losing your resiliency, losing your motivation, losing your desire to reach your goal, getting stuck, if you would, getting off course, however we want to label it. It could even be limiting limiting beliefs. Most of the time, you are the only one standing in your way. We're going to talk about that a little bit further in this episode, but you know, life has happened to all of us over the last three to four months. There's been plenty of changes and ups and downs and different structures in our day-to-day, different plans, and with the best laid of intentions, things haven't always gone our way, right? When do things perfectly go our way, right? How many of us actually smile at those turbulent times and be like, okay, no, it's just today, my next chance, my next choice, my next decision is an opportunity to make a better option, a better decision. I'm here today to help go over that with you, helping you stay resilient on track to your goals. Today, we're going to talk mainly about weight loss goals, but remember, you can apply this these strategies and everything I share to any dynamic in your life, whether it's finances, whether it's working out, whether it's health, or whether it's improving your relationships, it doesn't really matter. It boils down to healthy habits and positive beliefs and finding what works for you. So let's begin by asking, how have you been standing in your own way? When was the last time you asked yourself that? You know, we notice these attributes in a friend when they call and they're frustrated and they share their experience with us because that's what friends do, right? We support one another. We lift each other up. Do you do that for yourself? Or do you have negative self-talk with yourself? about, oh, you're not good enough, or you should have done this better, or you should have made a healthier choice, or you shouldn't have spent the money. So does the past have an impact on you? Any decisions that you've made in the past, are you worried about how they're impacting your future or how these past decisions 
are now a blanket umbrella for your limiting beliefs. Most limiting beliefs come from one experience, and that experience was so vivid that it stuck with you, and now you believe that that is the expectation you will continue to receive the outcome with every single time you go through that same scenario. It's only been one experience which leads to a limiting belief, which means 99% of the time, whatever you think is going to happen in terms of an expected outcome isn't necessarily the case if you're only basing it on the results of one experience. That's one way you're standing in your way. We're going to talk about the practice of letting things go and identifying what is working and what isn't working and why isn't it working. Is it not working because it feels so hard? It's hard because it's new. So if you're trying to lose weight, and we're going to talk about weight loss today, um, it seems to be one of the biggest goals right now, especially as we're looking at almost three months with working with COVID. Some people a little bit more, some people a little bit less, but for most of us, the change of routine, the added stress, the change of schedule, the trying to balance it all has led to a lot of emotional eating. So in today's episode, I'm going to focus on eating, but as I mentioned before, you can apply this to any dynamic in your life that you're trying to change. So what feels hard when it comes to weight loss right now? Does it feel hard to make a healthy choice? Is it harder to make eggs for breakfast than it is to put a bagel in the toaster? Or easier yet, to go through a Tim Hortons drive-thru or McDonald's or wherever else you're going to choose? You know, of course, those are easy, but how do they benefit you? You know, are you tracking your calories right now? Do you have any idea how many calories you're eating in a day? So your goal, remember, is to lose weight. And if your goal is to lose weight, based on this example, just an example, if your goal is to lose weight and you don't know where you're at, your first step is to track every single lick bite and taste that goes into your mouth and every single thing that you eat include every teaspoon of sugar in your coffee or tea include the measurements of cream in your coffee or tea and how many times a day because right now what you're doing is easy right it's what you know it's habits very habitual you've been doing this for years and at this point you've probably been doing it for months your past experiences have gotten you to where you are right now in this moment. And how many of you listening to this are 100% content to where you're at in this particular moment? Or how many of you have a desire for more? You know, a desire to lose weight, a desire for more energy, a desire to be able to go up and down the stairs without huffing and puffing, or a desire to be able to go for a walk outside without having to worry about sore knees. How can I help you? As, as you're listening to the dialogue, or I guess the conversation, well, I guess it's a monologue. <laughs> um, podcasts are more of a monologue unless there's a team of people. Oh, there will be. I am actually working on some guest speakers for the month of 
July, August, and September, I will be bringing in one guest speaker a month. Just to mix things up a little bit, the categories will fall under healthy, wealthy, and wise. And if I do get any feedback and recommendations, I will make sure to roll this out um, ongoing and add your perspective and your wish list to the proper guest speakers to come in to help with those conversations. But in the meantime, as you're listening to what I have to say today, and just know that it's my professional, personal, um, oh my goodness, I lost the word, my professional and personal experience as long with my education, but ultimately it's my opinion as well. You know, it's not gospel by any means. Go and do your research. Take what I'm saying as an idea, some strategies to implement. You know, at this point, this is episode number 11. So if you've heard already some of the other episodes, you have a bit of an idea what I'm like, and you're still listening. So obviously you're looking for my opinion. If not, take what works for you and apply it to where it works for you in your life. At the end of the day, I am here to help you. I am here to serve you, and I want you to live your very best life. So keep that in mind, and feel free to reach out at Sonia at freshapproachfitness.ca at any time. Comments, feedback, suggestions, anything at all I can do to help you on your journey. So are you taking the actions you desire? Most of us have a desired outcome. And the desired outcome could be to, to be a size six. And why do you want to be a size six is my first question. Whenever I'm speaking to somebody and they have weight loss goals and they either want to be a certain size. So in today's example, we're going to be a size six or they want to weigh 140 pounds or they want to lose 60 pounds, whatever it looks like. My question is why? And if your answer to me is because it's a the number on the scale, or I don't know, that's what I was 10 years ago, or I'm not hearing a very true valid reason as to why that number in that size is so important. I know for a fact, now I've worked with hundreds of clients. I know for a fact, that's not a strong enough reason to keep you focused and on track and resilient to temptation when it comes to reaching your goals. So I will ask you again, why that number means so much to you. What is it about that number or about that goal that is driving you towards it? Because if it's not a deep enough reason, if that reason doesn't fill you with burning desire, again, perhaps it's a health reason, perhaps it's clothes and you don't have a lot of cash right now. So you want to fit into the clothes that you have. Okay. That's a start. That might be enough to get you started to move forward, but that's not going to keep you moving forward. Okay. What's going to keep you moving forward is to have the energy to play with my grandchild, my grandson, to be able to take the dogs for a walk around the block. So my breathing is better. So I don't have to take diabetes medicine anymore. So I can have energy because I know what a size six feels like and it makes me feel like I'm on top of the world and I'm resilient and I'm confident and I can handle anything that comes my way. Now we're getting to the point and that's exactly what I'm looking for when I'm working with people and asking their why. I want their deep down feeling. You know, maybe there's a family history of, of heart disease 
or diabetes and you're afraid of that because you love what you have right now and the doctor just said that you're pre-diabetic and you're scared but you love your family we can work together on that one healthy habit at a time so what work are you willing to do to help you bring you closer to your goals and I'd like you to grab a piece of paper and a pen and write out a plan as to not just why your goals matter and ask yourself why a couple of times and then reach out to me and I will ask you why a couple more times. Um, There's a science behind it and I'm not going to explain it here on the show, but I will definitely speak with you about it in person or over the phone, in person or over the phone um, or over Zoom is what I mean, not in person. Um, But when I'm working with my clients and we get to the point where there's so much emotion that there's, there's tears or you feel the energy or there's laughter and there's a release, there's the why. That is the real why speaking. That in itself is the real drive and motivational factor that is going to propel you to staying on track and being resilient to temptation. You will understand yourself more when you put yourself into action. So on that piece of paper, I want you to write a plan of what you can do today. So today's Sunday, Sunday evening. Most of you um, may or may not be listening to this this evening. You might be catching this anytime during the week. So just go ahead, grab that pen, grab that paper, and write down what you can do today to make a healthier choice in the right direction. You will understand yourself more when you put yourself into action, right? Action is motivation. It's a start. A body in motion stays in motion. We've heard that. If you start your breakfast off or your day off with a super healthy breakfast, and again, you've heard this from my other podcasts, when I say healthy, I mean foods you enjoy. Please don't start eating foods that you don't enjoy for breakfast or for any meals. If you don't like it, try it once. If you don't like it, don't eat it. We talked about that a lot in last week's episode, actually. Um, But you need to apply a plan. So create a plan that's realistic and apply a plan. And I invite everybody to send me your plans and I can let you know if those steps are too big or if they are too small. In most cases, your steps will not be too small, but your steps will be too big. Your goals will be too big and you will lose motivation before you reach one of those goals, which means you're that much closer to getting off track. And that's not what this is about. This is about to making some serious shifts and doing it differently this time. So we can buy all these books. We can listen to all these podcasts. We can watch motivational videos on YouTube and talk to our friends and follow some amazing, amazing, amazing coaches who have been there or have stories of people that have been there. But like an apprentice or even a doctor Applying what you have learned is going to help you practice, which is going to give you the success that you need to move forward. We learn much more when we put our actions into practice. I am willing to do this for you today. Help you start where you're at. So if you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to drop 40 pounds or get down 10 pounds even, you know, why don't you write down on that piece of paper that tomorrow morning or even right now before bed, 
or whatever time you're listening to this, you're going to go for a walk or you're going to download a workout that you can do first thing in the morning. What can you plan today to make this a little bit easier? Can you track your food? Can you sit down right now, download MyFitnessPal, or hop on it and write down everything that you ate today? Now, MyFitnessPal is one of the apps I've used. There's also um, a free 31-day uh, food tracking journal that I have at AskSonia.ca. That's um, my landing page. And you can download that. You can send that to me. You can track your food. I have a great example on there. So anytime you can do that. But right now, I'd like you to write down a bit of an action plan for some of the small things you can do to make progress towards your goal. Keep them small. And this way here, you have an idea of what you can do next. With this list, you're going to figure out what you can do today to drive yourself forward. If you want to eat better, start with one meal. Whether it's dinner tonight, whether it's dessert tonight, or not having dessert tonight, or maybe no sugar in your tea, whatever it is, I want the thought behind it to be 1% better, small increment improvements, day after day, habit after habit. Stop holding yourself back by not doing anything. What you're doing right now isn't working, or you wouldn't be here, or is it working but are you able to sustain it? These are some of the questions that you want to ask yourself. If you're looking for better results, we're going to apply different habits. And some of these habits are going to be new to you. Some of them you might be applying already, and that's great. And if you are getting desired success and you're continuously getting desired success, continue doing what you're doing. But if you're not getting the results that you're looking for, it's time to try something different. It's time to step out of your own way and think about the story you are telling yourself daily. What story are you telling yourself regularly? Your past is your past. And that past is affiliated, as I mentioned earlier, with limiting beliefs and with expectations. You have an opportunity today to tell a new story. Before you write your new story, think about your past story and ask yourself, is what you're doing serving you? Is the story that you are telling yourself every day working? And how is it working? Is it working for you, to you, or against you? I'd say in most cases, the story you're telling yourself is working against you. If you are smiling at your reflection in the mirror, if you feel proud of your successes and your day, and your decisions, then it's working for you. Otherwise, in 90% of the cases, the story you're telling yourself is working against you. Okay, so what I mean by the story working against you is what type of words are you saying to yourself when you're having a bad day, when you've made the wrong decisions? Are you beating yourself up? Are you calling yourself names? Are you putting yourself down? Or are you speaking to yourself like you would be speaking to your friend? Are you your own best friend in times like this? Are you your own cheerleader? Are you your own motivational and inspirational guru? Are you who you turn to for a pick-me-up? 
Probably not. We all need some external support. And in most cases, most people do not speak to themselves as if they were speaking to a friend. So one of the things you can start right now by putting down on that piece of paper is I will eat well today. Period. Pause. Try that again. I will eat well today. Now ask yourself, what does that mean to you? What does eating well today mean to you? Does it mean eating breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner? So eating every three, two and a half, three and a half hours throughout the day? Does it mean you're eating breakfast and you normally don't eat breakfast? Does it mean you're not going through a drive through and you are making something from home? Does eating well today impact tomorrow? Absolutely it does. Okay. Eating well today is the first step in making the next right decision. So when you're thinking about, I want to eat well today, understand why you want to eat well today. So I want to eat better because dot, dot, dot. I get more energy when I eat food filled with vitamins and nutrients. That's one of the things I write down. I want to eat better because I feel so light and satisfied when I don't eat processed foods. This is a great affirmation. I want to eat better because I feel so light and satisfied when I don't eat processed foods. When we don't eat processed foods, we are giving our, our system foods that it can properly digest. So it means our stomach is not bloated or extended. It means we have more energy because we're getting the vitamins and nutrients. Um, there, there's so many more examples, but I don't want to just talk about that on today's podcast. So, and the third one I, I put together for you here is I want to eat better because I am starting right now. I am making this choice to move in the right direction towards my dreams. And by that, you need to figure out where you can start and where you can start right now. Put that in your planner. Put that in your calendar. Put that on your phone. Set an intention. It doesn't matter, but make the commitment and start. So the, the couple points I mentioned was I want to eat better because I get more energy when I eat food filled with vitamins and nutrients. Or I want to eat better because I feel so light and satisfied when I don't eat processed foods. These are two examples, but figure out where you're at and start right now. Make the commitment, put it down in your planner, set an intention in your journal. One of those two I mentioned or anything else that resonates with you, but I want to eat better because, and then put it in your calendar. Remind yourself, write it on your wall in front of your desk. Well, not on your wall, but maybe tape it to your wall and make the commitment. It's up to you to start somewhere and there's no reason why you can't start now. You don't need to wait till Monday, although that's like 12 hours away, <laughs> less than that. You um, don't need to wait till next week. You don't need to wait until back to school in September. If there's even a back to school, we don't know right now. Or you definitely don't have to wait till New Year's to make a resolution. 
Most resolutions fail all the time. And we make the same ones year after year after year. Why are we going to wait for something that's proven not to be successful? I don't care if it's Wednesday. Start today. Start by putting your plan on paper, asking yourself what your goals are, why they're important. And remember in today's example, we're talking about losing weight, but, and then define this. I want to eat better because identify an affirmation, set your intentions, mark it down by making the commitment. You know, another good question to ask yourself is what else happens on the days you do eat healthier? Do you move more? Do you drink more water? Do you make smarter choices? I know I do. On the days I start my morning off with a smoothie and really low carb breakfast, um, which is typically the only carbs are the carbs in the smoothie, so spinach, um, I have a much more successful day. So there are a couple of other tips I'm going to share with what happens on the days that you eat healthier and how to make those days healthier. Get yourself a clear 32 ounce water bottle. Okay. With that clear 32 ounce water bottle, fill it up in the morning, drink it until it's empty, you know, throughout the morning, right after lunch, fill it up again. That's twice. You've gone through that 32 ounce water bottle twice. So there's 64 ounces of water that you've drank throughout the day between morning and lunch. Now, if you're doing your um, healthy movement in the morning, as part of your morning routine and you're getting active, maybe you'll be on your second bottle by noon. At the very least, you should be able to have 64 ounces of water before the end of like the work day, if you would, around five o'clock. I'm just talking normal day. I'm not accommodating shift workers in this conversation, but you can apply the same process um, to 64 ounces of water. Now keep in mind when it comes to water, you want to be drinking half of your body weight in ounces. So if you're 200 pounds, you want to be drinking 100 ounces of water. And I just shared with you how to drink 64 ounces of water, not 100. So you're going to need to drink more water throughout the day. So if you drink three of those 32-ounce bottles, you are that much closer to your goal of 100 ounces. The difference could come through herbal tea. The difference could come through um, vegetables or fruit, vegetables and fruit that have a lot of water content, celery, watermelon, apples. Those are just a few, um, that I'm naming off the top of my head. But again, you can message me and I can give you some, some suggestions on that. If you don't want the 3 PM crash, so here's another healthier habit. If you don't want the 3 PM crash in the afternoon, when most people get tired, that tiredness at three o'clock is what generates us to go to the drive-thru or pick up a chocolate bar or to make an unhealthy habit in that afternoon. Have your coffee later in the morning. Take your first 90 minutes or 60 minutes in the morning. I would say 90 minutes if you can. Do your morning routine without coffee. That way there, when you're getting your coffee or tea, so regular tea and coffee are in the same bracket here, try to have it 90 minutes after you wake up. So get up, do your morning routine, get yourself ready. Maybe grab your coffee on the way out the door or a little bit later in the morning. That's first of all, that's going to prevent you from getting the three o'clock tiredness, which is going to keep you on track for making healthier decisions because you're just shifting up your schedule. If you have coffee first thing and you postpone it to 90 minutes a little bit later, drink water first thing in the morning and get outdoors. 
both of those things are naturally going to stimulate you, motivate you, and get your day off started on a completely different path than normal. Go for a walk around the block. Grab one a small bottle of water or your 32 ounce. Bring it with you so you know how much you've taken in and walk around the block. Listen to a podcast. Listen to a book. Listen to the birds. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you bring your dog or you borrow a dog. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but seriously, try something different with your morning routine. Hold off into the caffeine a little bit later. Journal your intentions for the day. Remind yourself why it is so important for you to reach these goals. And remember, it's not the number. It's not the number on the scale. It's not the size of the tag in the clothes, right? It's, it's the feeling. It's what you're getting from achieving that number. It's a healthier life. It's more energy, more motivation. It's so much more, but it's not up to me to define that for you. It's up to you to know what matters to you. But I guarantee you, if it's the number on the scale, that's not good enough. That's not a strong enough why. And I will challenge you. And I do challenge you. Encourage you to reach out to me so we can talk about what your why really is. And I can help you discover it. Okay. There's one more thing that can help you with healthier habits. And that's like meal planning, meal prepping. You know, could you on a Sunday boil five hard-boiled eggs so you can have that for your 3 p.m. snack before you get hungry? Could you mix your macros if you're not doing it? Could you eat a lower carbohydrate breakfast and then eventually a no carbohydrate breakfast or very low because there's still carbs and everything? Um, But look for evidence that supports what is working in your journey right now. And as you're making these healthier habits and these changes, what is working and why it matters so much for you to continue down this path. Continuously ask yourself why and continuously check in to see what is working. If eating a breakfast that is poached eggs and cheese and maybe a piece of toast works for you and gives you energy and now you're not hungry again until like four hours later, Um, but you feel really good and it means that you're able to eat a salad four hours later instead of takeout or instead of something quick and you've waited too long and you're super hungry, write down why that's working. I know why that's working. Your balance, right? Your balance for breakfast right there was a combination of fat and protein with a little bit of carbohydrates. You did not eat anything in isolation. When I mean anything, I mean, you did not eat a macronutrient, a fat, a protein, or carbohydrates in isolation when you have that breakfast of poached eggs, cheese, and toast. Okay, so that's why that worked. It might work for me. It might not work for you. If you're full for the next four hours, that's a good thing. But if you're famished four hours later and you can't wait to just get whatever you can into your mouth, maybe that's not working. Or maybe it did work and you need to eat at the three and a half hour mark. So you really need to track what's working and what isn't working. But just identify what is working. We're just going to start there. Be as specific as you can. Be super, super, super specific. Hone in on the specificity. I think I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. Um, What does it feel like? You know, are you craving food throughout the day? Has your energy dropped based on something you've eaten? 
keep these things in mind. Track them somehow. In both spots, MyFitnessPal and on my food tracker that you can download for free, um, there is spots to talk about feelings, emotions, hunger, cravings, all of that. Um, because, you know, we've talked a little bit about breakfast here, but the next point is to have the next healthier meal. And the only reason I said breakfast is because we need a place to start. I picked a place to start, which is breakfast, but you can start at any meal at any time. And I encourage you to do so. Don't wait. Don't put this off any longer. Get yourself reeled back in and back on track and arm yourself up with resiliency. You can even journal that today. I am resilient and I am staying on track towards reaching my weight loss goals. I choose to practice healthy habits because dot, dot, dot. Okay. Try that. How does it make you feel? So when it comes to lunch, you know, or some other habits that you can implement, make a salad, pre-make it the night before and leave your bank card at home. If for those that are working, even if you're working at home, instead of working out in the fields, if you're working at home, have a salad ready to be made in seconds. Because as soon as you take a bite or two, that's going to satisfy you more than anything else. And you can add meat to it if you want to add cheese. You can mix this up right now. You can do a Tex-Mex salad. You can do um, your favorite salad dressing. One of my favorites is Asian sesame. I know the salad dressing itself isn't the best of the best and the healthiest, but the rest of my meal is fantastic. And when I eat a smoothie for breakfast and I have a good morning snack, and then I eat a salad about three hours later, I know I'm eating Asian sesame dressing, but I'm not craving anything else throughout the day that is not healthy. So I'm not desiring sweets at all. And I don't have the three o'clock crash. Um, So you can have some indulgence in here. Pumpkin seeds are the bomb, by the way, for your salad. If you haven't added them, go ahead and try it. You can meal plan. Base your grocery list on your meal plan. Count your calories. We already talked about that. But I'm going to talk about this for a second. You need to go in and count your calories for a couple of reasons. The most important reason is you need a starting point. If you don't know where you're at right now, and I want you to ignore what my fitness pal says in terms of goals and macros. I don't care about that right now. Start by counting your calories. Get everything into MyFitnessPal. Find out what that magic number is, what you are eating right now. Be true to yourself. Nobody can help you if you're not putting true facts and details into MyFitnessPal. Um, and this is a, the best way of actually counting calories is using an app like MyFitnessPal. But I am never going to be working with a client and automatically putting them on a certain amount of calories. I need to know what they're truly eating first. Because if you are eating 3,000 calories today, and according to my fitness pal, you need to be eating 1,200, you are going to crash. Your body is going to go into starvation mode very quickly as you're immediately jumping from 3,000 to 1,200, and you're not going to be able to sustain this. So we need to find out where you're at so we can come up with the next best goal for you. Make sense? That's why counting your calories is so important. Very quickly, we will be finding a macro balance with you. Very quickly, we'll be finding the right blend of food to make you feel full and it won't matter about your calories anymore. But we need a starting point. Measure. (laughs) Measure the food that you're putting in your mouth, at least for the first week, so you have an idea. 
because you might not have an idea that what you think is one teaspoon of cream is actually three tablespoons and how much that's adding up to your six coffees during the day. Hmm. Or are you actually using a tablespoon of ketchup or is it closer to a quarter of a cup? Interesting, right? The hash browns that you put on your plate once a week for Sunday brunch, is it really a portion or is it three portions? You, I won't know. You won't know. Nobody knows until you track and measure. So it's tedious. It's tedious for the first week, but it is well worth it because it's an eye-opener. I can sit here right now and let you know that there are how many calories are in an apple and how many calories are in an egg, but you need to learn that for you. And you don't need to memorize it. Some things you'll get used to eating, but some things you're going to realize are not worth it. I can't help you with that until you start tracking and identifying. Plan your snacks. So here's, here's where we're at right now. Make a salad for lunch is a good idea for a secondary choice for moving into lunch. Meal plan your week. Plan your snacks. There's so many different snacks you can add to your day. My number one recommendation is to mix your macros, and we can talk about that. Um, I guess a good one I like to use, because people I'm sure will be asking, is if you're into yogurt, Greek yogurt, frozen fruit, so like a quarter or half a cup of frozen raspberries or frozen blueberries or frozen pineapple, mix two of the three together, let the fruit thaw overnight in the fridge, and then I, when I do eat this, I add um, an Okias Greek yogurt to it and I stir it all up and I eat it all together. So there's my carbs and my healthy fat mixed with protein because Greek yogurt has a lot of protein in it and I am not hungry. That's a perfect snack. One of many perfect snacks, apple and peanut butter or nut butter. Again, start with peanut butter. Start with where you're at. I'm not expecting you to go out and buy almond butter. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress through this journey. Start where you're at. Start making simple, healthy swamps. One item for the next. Learn what a fat is. Learn what a carbohydrate is. Learn what a protein is and how it affects your body. Do you react to gluten? Do you know if you react to gluten? You might have a stomach ache after three quarters of the meal that you eat and you look nine months pregnant. That could be a gluten intolerancy. It could be a dairy intolerancy. It is certainly an intolerancy of some sort. Um, we won't know that until you track your food. So that's one of the other things is tracking your food, meal planning, planning your snacks and measure. Okay. We are nearing the end here, and there's a couple more points I just want to go over. One of them is reframing your thoughts. What lies are you telling yourself? Are you trying to tell yourself that chocolate is good for you or that it's okay to indulge every single day because it's hard? Of course it's hard. If it was easy, you'd already be doing it. Change is hard, but you will feel better when you are completing your goals and doing the work. So just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not worth doing. It's like practicing any other new habit. This is just practicing. Practice equals change. And with a new habit, it's very hard. It's just like learning anything new. So you could be a good golfer. Maybe you're a great golfer. Maybe you're an expert golfer. 
but I bet the very first time you hit the ball, you weren't perfect. You know, okay, maybe you got a, maybe you got par, par one, uh, what is it? Oh no, um, hole in one. Um, but the chances of that happening over and over again when you first hit the ball with your club is pretty, pretty unusual. So, you know, if that's the case, I'm clearly not speaking to you and I used the wrong example. However, the more you practice, the better at it you, you be, you become. And that is the same with this. The more you practice healthy habits, the more you understand your why, the more you do one change at a time. So all of those changes I just talked about, meal planning, counting your calories, tracking, pick one, start there. Practice that habit. Practice eating a healthy breakfast for the week and see how that goes. Write down how it makes you feel. Practice eating a snack three to four hours or two and a half to three hours later. How did that work for you? Was it the right snack? Practice drinking your water. You can be successful at this. You can reach your goals, but you need to start somewhere. And there's nothing wrong with starting today. Okay. I'm not going to keep you um, on any longer, but I bet you 100% that you are going to feel better when you are continuously working on your goals. You are going to thrive. You're going to feel invincible. And the energy, the smile, the beam in your eyes, the glow in your face is going to make others want what you have. Okay. Let me know how I can help you be successful on your journey. If there's anything at all I can do, continuously reach out to me. And I look forward to your comments, feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing some time with me today. I will be back next Sunday. Have yourself a great evening.